Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. You know, too, so there were some reviews, some of the negative ones that were calling this like a convoluted mess, or one that I saw, I think this was The Hollywood Reporter, where it was like five episodes of build-up and four episodes of just constant exposition. And I'm like, I don't... What? The exposition, though, which well, I think really starts in episode five with the Hannah Gross episode, the exposition is done in such a cool way with how they do death and memories. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that... Like, if you're going to do exposition, find a creative way to do it. This show does that. Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is, is that it's not incredibly showy. Like, if anything, what episode five and eight in particular felt to me, and maybe this is one of the reasons why I ended up liking this season so much, it felt like the most contemporary version of Lost that I've seen on television since that show went off the air. So... Okay, okay. I'm glad that you bring up another show because I have a similar... I, I do see where you're coming from with Lost. What I was thinking of for a lot of this too was the first season of American Horror Story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can see that too. Well, because you have a lot of the tropes of ghosts trapped in the building, like right. a character secretly dead. But, but I think it's done much better <laughs> here. I mean, and granted, I think the first season of American Horror Story is definitely one of the better ones. Like, it's like Asylum and then Murder House for me. Right, okay. But I still wouldn't call Murder House, like, high-quality television. It's more, like, fun, pulpy trash for me. <laughs> right. And there's not really a heart there. Like, a lot of that feels very mean-spirited. Like, even when, sorry, spoilers, y'all, when you find out that Tysa Farmiga's character is dead, it's just kind of like, oh, that's shocking. She sucked, mm. but yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like, okay. I think part of that is that the writing, for the most part, is better here. Like, there's more of a definitive attempt to link everything together. It's not like, oh, this episode exists to shock you. Mm -hmm. I would argue the Halloween episodes of Murder House are there, like, almost as a standalone two-parter. And there's no standalone, like, oh, if you took this episode out, you would not lose anything in one right. manner. But I do like your comparison to Lost, though, because once that show... I mean, spoilers for Lost, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers. Once that show starts introducing time travel, like, it felt very much how, like, episode five handles those memories in this show. I mean, which, I mean, it's not really time travel, but it's kind of a blending of that that I really, really liked. And, I mean, again, we can talk about it when we really dig in episode five, but I was just hooked to the screen the entire time and granted were there times this season where i thought maybe it was dragging i mean these episodes are also like for the most part 55 minutes long yeah it's called netflix creep yes i mean there were a couple that were 45 minutes and i was like oh thank god but mm -hmm. and then there's that one that's an hour and six minutes and i mm -hmm. just thought to myself oh and henry thomas is the main actor in this one goody for me <laughs> uh that's the sick that's the jolly corner one it is, yes. That, to me, is my least favorite episode of the season. Uh -huh. Mostly, though, because it's coming off of episode five. It's definitely not helped by that, no. <laughs> it's not a perfect season, but again, it's just one of those things where, like, because of how it how it left me feeling, like, I was walking into episode eight, like, okay, like, I think this is a pretty good, like, three and a half show for me. 
episode eight happens and I'm like, oh, it all falls into place. Episode nine happens and I'm like a sobbing mess. And I'm like, it's a four out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's surprising to me. Like, this isn't a perfect season for you. And you just talked about how you cried multiple times on a rewatch. But it's still like you're fairly level headed in saying, yeah, you know, there's still things that didn't quite work. It's a four. Yeah. And, you know, I, mean, I think, I, mean, I don't know if you've accused me of this, but I'm sure some people have accused me of being like, oh, Trace, you just like to suck Flanagan's dick and you just like all of his work. I would never say something as cute <laughs> as that. I would maybe say that you like to eat his ass, but that's as there far you as go. I would go, sir. But there's something that is so endearing. And even in this letter that he sent, that they sent with the screeners, because I, I read it for the first time today because I didn't read it before um, <clears throat> I started watching it because I was like, that's too long. Um there's something so genuine about it. And I think the people that don't connect with his work, maybe, I don't want to say they're cynical, but I think that they just maybe don't buy into his genuineness. Is that the right word? Genuineness? Uh, that is not a real word, but I will <laughs> allow it because I understand the sentiment. Yeah, yeah. but I'm not going to speak for them. But that's just how, that, that's that's my thought process here. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. 